0: This is Gareth Southgate, and this is the Three Lines Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Three Lions Podcast. My name is Russell Osborne and this is an independent England football supporters podcast. One that looks at all aspects of our national team. Of course, we look at our senior men. We look at our young Lions, as I recently did when our under-19s won the recent European Championships. I've spoken with various supporters about their England experiences... Of course, I've got the World Cup Series running at the moment. Uh, Actually, stick with me. I'll tell you more about that soon. I've got the Manager Series also on the go, taking a look at previous three Lions managers and speaking with authors who have written about their lives. And most recently, although not directly a manager, I had one where I spoke with David Tossel, who had written a book about Don Howe. That episode and all previous ones can be found at your podcast provider of choice or 3 com. I don't know why I say that uh, as you're listening to me via one of those, I'm sure. But anyway. Uh, And of course, I like to talk lionesses. And who doesn't after the summer they've had? I've been trying to feature our women's side of the game Right since the early days of this podcast, I had a quick look back, and I went back as far as episode 31, and even then, I was looking at the Young Lionesses in the 2018 Women's World Cup, a tournament that we would finish third in, and even back then, I was mentioning names such as Alessia Russo, Georgia Stanway, and... Chloe Kelly. As I say that episode was episode 31. It was in 2018. This is now episode 214 and here we are in 2022. Since then I've spoken with the likes of Claire Rafferty, Mary Phillip, Jill Coulthard. She's been on a couple of times. All of those have told me their stories of being part of the Lionesses and their experiences. And if you know your women's football history, you'll be aware of a very big milestone coming up in November of this year. And I'm pleased to say that I've been speaking with some people all about that. And I took a trip to a significant place to record a special episode, one that will come out in November of this year. So I'm looking forward to uh giving you that. Now, let's get on to the main bulk of this episode. Now, following my uh computer issues and subsequent holiday immediately after the Euros finals, I've not really had a chance to properly reflect on our Lionesses' amazing success when they lifted the trophy in front of a packed Wembley Stadium after extra time. It was extra time, a victory over Germany, all thanks to that six-yard stabbing by uh, Chloe Kelly. And I thought, let's reminisce about a glorious summer um, with Lionesses fan Rachel Major, who is one of the many members of the gang. supporters group who follow the ladies home and away. Rachel, hello. Hi. You well? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. Um, What was the final was, what, three weeks ago now, I think? Yeah, almost. Yeah, have you come to terms with it? Honestly, like, no. No?
1: I I think, like, you know, you always believe that the team's going to do well and you know, we actually did it, and every day you wake up and you still think, wow, what, what a great tournament, what an amazing result, you know, what what fantastic team.
0: Absolutely. I mean, right at the beginning of the tournament, I mean, obviously it was a postponed tournament as well. What, yeah. what were your sort of initial expectations? Well, to be honest, I thought that we were
1: going to do well Myself and the gang, we, we bought tickets for the final in in the pre-sale. So, mm. you know, we had them a year ago. We genuinely believed that that we could get there. I mean, especially with um, with Serena at the helm as well, going to the Netherlands and them coming out of nowhere to win that. Yeah. But with the talent in this squad and with this manager, you know, we can do it. And we've got we've got home advantage. There's going to be so many. England fans there as well just like there was in the Netherlands yeah you know we could do it we really could so we we had that we always have that belief but you know as it went on the feelings just got stronger and stronger and more people were talking about it getting behind the squad and yeah the, the belief was there the whole time always always
0: yeah that the, the first game up at Old Trafford where it was just typical English weather. It was a bit damp and, and drizzly. We got that that first result and and through the group stages. And, and I think that was when the country really started to sit up and watch, as it were. Absolutely.
1: I get that feeling too. Obviously, you know, the, the game at Old Trafford, it, it was a big one and the crowd was massive. And we came out and we'd had some really, really good results going into the tournament. So it may have been like a little bit of a like a more nervy um opener game. Yeah. You know, we hadn't looked as strong as as we had previously, but still, you know, we played some good football and and we won. And you know, once you get that first win under your belt, I think, you know, and then you could see that it just grew and grew and grew from there.
0: Absolutely. Like
1: the the style, the the support, everything got got bigger,
0: better, yeah, yeah. bigger and better, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, even the the goals. Um, I mean, I I sort of said to a uh, a friend of mine with the the next game, which mm. was Norway, wasn't it down Norway, in Brighton? Yeah. Uh, even when the draw was made, um, and I remember speaking with Rich Laverty about this, Norway. Mm. I thought, well, there, there, that's going to be the hardest game of the group, Uh, Norway likely to be, if it's not us who finish top, it will be Norway. (laughs) How wrong could I be? What what were your thoughts about Norway?
1: I think everyone was like that. It was like, you know what, Norway are a good side. You know, this, you know, we, we scored one goal in the first one. So, you know, Norway could be the stumbling block. It's us or Norway that are going to finish top of this group. You know, like you said, and we went to the fans embassy before every game and, you know, so many people there just chatting and we're like, oh, we think we're going to win. It's so, like, oh, it might be like 1-0 or I think I went for 3-1, I think. Okay. And then like 8-0. <laughs> it was like, God, you know, we, we thought we were going to win, but but 8-0, like there's, who predicted that? Like, come on, no
0: one. No one. Well, I mean, if they did, that was, they'd be absolutely. silly not to put some money on it. <laughs>
1: I know, 8-0 Norway. Like, still thinking about it now.
0: Absolutely incredible. Yeah. So did you... You you say you went to to every game, was it?
1: Uh, All the England games, yes. Yes. Yeah, we all kind of plotted it all out, like what our routes were going to be. Obviously, based it on finishing top of the group. Right. Then kind of looked at, you know, backup tickets in case we finished second.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So did you... Obviously... The next game was was still down south at um, St Mary's in Southampton. Did you? Were you staying down there or? Um, no,
1: I came home. I think I had a week off work that week. I did do kind of took in a couple of games at Brentford because I, I found out um, during the tournament actually that I can literally hop on one bus and be at Brentford. I had no idea I was that close to the stadium. Oh, really?
0: But, yeah.
1: <laughs> so I, I took in a couple of games there as well. So, yeah, I did book that week off work, but the rest of it, I was you know coming home for a couple of days, going back to games. But, yeah, that one, because we had the two games in one week, so I booked that week off work, watched all the rest of the games. If I wasn't at Brentford, I was watching them on the TV, so I was having a real kind of summer of football, but going to all the England games. Some of the other gang, they did stay down there. Yeah. um, Uh, Stayed local. The ones from up north, so it made sense for them to stay there. Of course. Only Rona struck... I mean, it went it went through half of us to be fair. So we did have people at various stages missing games. Oh dear, they, they didn't, you know, want to go and put anyone else at risk. So, so yeah, we we all went through that. I mean, I got I got pre tournament Rona, so I was kind of lucky there.
0: Yeah, weren't you just? I nervy, I bet.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I got it two weeks before because it was right before. I, it cleared up just before I flew to Switzerland for the uh, pre tournament, the final match.
0: Which I believe is a story in itself, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'll leave you to uh, to tell other people about that. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. I did follow that on social media. Um, <laughs> the um, yes, I'd say let's stay down on the south coast. We beat Northern Ireland five nil, beg your pardon, mm. um, and moved into the, what do you think, the quarter finals. On um, south again. That's right. So it's back to Brighton, wasn't it for for Spain? Yeah. And uh, and that game that went into extra time, how nervy was that after going down 1-0? And were you thinking this is the end? No. No, you're still positive.
1: Yeah, I remember thinking, you know, you're looking at the clock and it's like, oh, we've got less than 10 minutes. We've got less than 10 minutes. But then you looked onto the field and the heads weren't down. Hmm. And it's because the thing is, what, what we've started noticing is we don't panic unless Serena's out of her seat. Okay. Like, we've noticed that before. Like, uh, you, you just look over and, like, you know, we, we hadn't scored for, like, a while. And it's like, you look over, it's like, Serena sat down. That means it's all going okay still. It's fine. Everything's up fine. So, um, no, so the team didn't, they didn't let off. They didn't let it affect them. And, you know, that, that'll that translate into the crowd as well. Mm. It really will. Because, you know, once, once a team puts their head down, it's, I mean, I, I was at the England men's game versus Hungary and you know that it it, oh, was bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was quite awful and that that feeling, I mean, I felt it through the crowd to be fair, like it wasn't going anywhere and yep. you know so for the team to to keep their heads up in that game, you know, when we could have potentially gone out, it was it was quite a feeling, you know.
0: Yeah. I know they she changed it all around and so yeah. Was it Ella Toon who got the equaliser? There, I haven't got my notes in front of me. Yeah, yeah.
1: I think it was uh, Hemp played it in, Rousseau knocked it down and and uh, Toon struck it,
0: I believe. That's right, because Millie Bright was moved up front to uh, to cause some chaos.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then obviously Georgia Stanway's Extra Time Screamer. Where Whereabouts were you in the crowd? To, what was your angle of that?
1: I had a brilliant angle, to be fair. I was actually... I was in the corner by the other goal. So I was quite low down. So mm. from, from where I saw it, I was effectively behind it. And the, the power and, and it had swerve on it. I don't even think the TV replays kind of do it justice because that's not how I remembered it. Yeah. I just hit it so hard. And it, it was just like, oh my God, that's it, that's it. And the, the hope went up. And then, and then the roof came off when it went in. It was no, absolutely incredible such an atmosphere and you just you just felt when when she struck that you're like oh this is it this is it and yeah
0: place went nuts did you find that the the atmosphere changed as the as the tournament went on for England games
1: um I think not the atmosphere inside the stadium as mm. such because it was always such a positive um atmosphere but just out and about really like you could be walking down the street, you know, there's cars bibbing the horns, yeah, uh, yelling England out the window when they see you, you know, wearing yeah. your shirts with your flags and that. Yeah. And just, you know, the people that talk to you, like when you go back to work for a day, they're like, oh my God, you were there. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. So you know, that the 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 atmosphere in the stadium certainly was, you know, all the way through, all the way through was like so positive and so encouraging and, and loud. Just really what it should be, but you know, outside of that environment, that's where it got bigger and grew. Yeah, I feel.
0: And then onto the onto the semi final and and onto Sheffield. Sweden uh, were the opposition there. We've got all the S's there, haven't we? Sheffield semi final, Sweden. Um, again, going into that, I mean, you're saying you're, you're positive all the way. We we're, you, were you still positive despite Sweden being. What, what were they technically the? second best team in the world
1: team in the world yeah yeah well there is that and you know you know there are good sides but again the the positivity coming out of the England camp and just the belief was getting like more and more and more the atmosphere was bigger I mean that one I mean it was very wet that day we got absolutely drenched there was a a fan walk from the uh like behind a bus (laughs) everyone was like so wet (laughs) but um you get that feeling and um it was i think about eight years ago actually you know like your memories come up on your social media Mm. we'd beaten sweden 4-0 about eight years ago i remember because we wrote it in the sand like on the beach but it was in Hartlepool. yeah it just said uh England four, Sweden nil. <laughs> it's like, and the, the caption said, like, we left our mark. It's like, yeah, we certainly did.
0: Didn't you? Yeah. Oh, I yeah. mean, so were you uh, you're Didn't thinking? Think four,
1: like- Didn't think four. I thought we'd win it, but, you know, four and the style in which we did it. Oh, they had a really bad day as well, I feel.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah. Much like Norway, really. Both both <laughs> had bad days at the office, really. And, and we were having having our best days.
1: We were. We were.
0: And so then, obviously, on onto the final. I mean, you were you were very, I'd say, not fortunate. That you were very clever in in getting your tickets um, so so early as uh, as lots of people did. Um, so you were no thoughts about you had to get tickets. You had them. You were ready.
1: Yeah, yeah. Obviously, that was you know it was a scramble for a lot of people. Mm. Did see some tickets going for some ridiculously high prices, which I don't particularly agree with. I feel that, you know, as a football fan, I think if you've got a ticket, face value is the fair price.
0: Absolutely, yeah, um, I'd agree. We, we
1: ended up with a spare for the final in the Netherlands. And, you know, we sold it to someone. They're like, how much? We're like 20 quid. They're like, well, like, they couldn't quite get over the fact that we sold it at face value when they were going for hundreds but yeah we we had the tickets you know we were ready it was england v germany that's you know the same as in 2009 and that's kind of um really where us as a group of friends kind of came together over that tournament okay so it was kind of a really big day for us because we met you know all of we met on twitter just right. exclusively on twitter and it was it was talking about um, the tournament in Finland that that kind of got us following each other, and so you know it was a, it was a it was a really special day for not only football fans around the country but for us as a as a group of friends, and we were like it can't it can't end that way it can't <laughs> so no, it, it can't. and it was it was an emotional day, it really was like we were, we were all crying, even before kickoff. <laughs> like, <laughs> Just seeing, you know, the pubs being packed, um, everyone singing. Just, you know, looking, looking at Olympic Way, seeing everyone walk up it, and we were like, you know, they they really deserve this. And you know, looking at all those that that came before, you saw all the broadcasters that you know were there for that game, you know, and everyone that came before them, you know, that these people they finally got the recognition that that they deserved. Yeah. Well yeah,
0: super emotional that was. Yeah, I can yeah. well imagine. No. I mean and and Germany, obviously you've you said there that we've we've got previous against Germany, not not yeah. not too not too good previous against Germany, um, <laughs> until now. Um but had, I mean I, I was fortunate I the only game I got to see was, was Germany um at Brentford uh, mm. in their quarter final. Um and although they didn't look as strong as, as i thought they they what they could be or they were going to be i still thought oh, it's, it's a final it's it's germany you kind of get caught up in all this sort of histrionics mm. um and in to to the game's credit the finals credit it was a very even game
1: yeah yeah definitely it, was competitive and it was you know it wasn't the game it was you know, uh, 2009, that ended 6-2. That, did, yes. that was horrible. But, yeah, you know, the, you, do, you do put that money, you do put some money on Germany in a final, don't you? You think okay. Germany in a final? Like, you know, especially, you know, in, in, a, in a women's match. I mean, look how many times they've won it. Was is it, is it eight, eight,
0: nine? seven or eight times, yeah, I believe.
1: So you know, like, that they are going to have that confidence. They're going to have that belief going into it that they've been championed so many times that I suppose there is an extra layer of confidence there. I guess our team, they had confidence in each other and in the manager.
0: Yeah. Whereabouts were you you sitting at Wembley?
1: Oh, lucky for that one too. We were actually three rows from the front. Ah. So again, towards the corner. Mm. Where were we? Um, We were the side of the dugouts, yeah.
0: Right, Yeah. So, so
1: side of the dugouts. So the the winning goal did go in down the other end from us.
0: I got you. I got you now. Yeah. I so know, the, the, sorry. <laughs> the I mean, unfortunately, we've got the big screens there at Wembley, but I do find sitting so low down at Wembley, you don't get perhaps as good a view as as maybe just sitting a, a little higher up.
1: Yeah, yeah, you've got that. Um, we, we were quite high up at the Old Trafford game, actually. Mm. Was a shocker. they have never been there before. Some of us had to stop on the way up for a breather. <laughs> like, there was no sign of anything. It's like they should have water stations halfway up or something. That was, that was, that was odd. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I actually quite like it. I actually quite like being down low to the pitch. I like to be able to, you know, you can smell the grass from there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I like being close to it. No,
0: that's, you know, plus
1: when cool. it goes down the other end, everyone stands up anyway. So. Mm. You do yeah. have that, yeah. No, I, I quite enjoy that.
0: So when the uh when Chloe Kelly's goal, when it, it's gone in at the second yeah. attempt, what <laughs> what was going on there? What was going through your minds? Who was standing next to you?
1: Oh, I was had Mark on my left and Kath on my right, and everyone was just just a mess, really. <laughs> it was just obviously like the place erupted, we were jumping around. Um, you know. Cast turning around, we go. She's just like her voice went so high pitched She's like, "We're gonna win it! We're gonna win it!" <laughs> she's yelling at us, and then, oh my god, everyone's hugging and jumping around. No, absolutely insane, like crazy. And then you just, you know, you turn if you are at the front, you just turn around and look behind you, and you just see everyone erupting behind you as well. Absolutely incredible. I can't, to be honest, I can't say I remembered all of it. Like, you know, you get, you kind of get caught, caught up in it. You just kind of can't picture all of the game, but you remember who you're with and, and what you were feeling at the time. And that game went so quick as well. Yes. So quick. It just seemed to kind of fly by, and you know, it's like, wow. Cause sometimes, you know, when you, when you don't score a goal, it feels like it's dragging on forever, but this one didn't. When we got to halftime, we're like, Oh no. How is it half time already? Like we've been playing for like twenty minutes. Yeah, seem to like just go so so quickly, so quick. But I guess that's what happens when you're just you know you're just so focused and into it that it can just can just go in a flash
0: sometimes. Yeah. So we obviously, I mean, once that goal had gone in, the the team kept the ball. In yeah. the corner flag for for what felt like you say the game went so quickly after mm. the goal had gone in, it felt like an eternity that they were keeping hold of the ball. And, and I'm sitting there thinking, no, this is too long to be holding onto the ball in a corner flag mm. scenario. Um, but oh, I mean, credit to them, they they managed to keep the Germans at bay, and uh, and then that final whistle came. I mean,
1: oh,
0: God, <laughs> go on, the final whistle.
1: To be honest uh speechless like at first like we've actually got um we did shoot a little bit of video because uh we were making a video diary yeah and just as it was getting towards the end of the game we we did shoot a little video and just the video of us is just momentarily speechless and you know just the mouth open the, the tears started falling and then it was just like oh, i've done it you know like Absolutely celebrating, but it was odd. I, I didn't think we'd uh, be speechless, but we actually were. Like literally, momentarily, there was no noise coming from us at all. And then that's it—tears and celebrating. Yeah, absolutely incredible, and just the feeling. And it's then it's like, how have we really done it? And it's like, we well, have. Yeah, we've done it. We've done it. Wembley's going mad. Everyone's singing, "It's coming home." And jumping around hugging each other yeah. absolutely like incredible like that's I've, I've never never felt anything like that never
0: and so. then and then the trophy lift where so did they have their have their oh, back yeah. to you for that
1: no no we were facing that ah. yeah. we were on the same side as the dugout so we saw that the trophy lift was absolutely incredible as well the way that that Leah did it, like, with Millie. Yes. And then Im- immediately calls for for Jill and Ellen to come forward just to get them to lift it immediately after as well, which was, you know, amazing, recognising how long they've been in the squad and, yeah. you know, they waited even longer for that moment, you know, than, than some of the youngsters. So I think that showed, like, real, real class from Leah. So,
0: you know... She's, she's really become... A captain, hasn't she? We, I, I must admit, I was a little bit. Uh, well, when Steph Horton was mm. omitted from the uh, the squad, yeah. um, and obviously prior to that, when we had the Arnold Clark Cup, yeah. I, I was like, oh, who, who has got the, the capabilities to be a captain? Who's got that sort of leadership qualities and that? And I must admit, Leo Williamson didn't immediately spring to mind. I, I think I probably would have maybe have gone down the the Millie Bright route. Um, yeah. but I mean, as you say, the, the qualities that she's bought and that sort of brought in the camaraderie for the all the other players as well, the appreciation of the other players, she's she's certainly now cemented uh, that armband now, hasn't she?
1: Yeah, definitely. I think like, well I'm an Arsenal fan. That's something that that we've seen in her for a while. Mm. There was I think it was 2015. Uh, Arsenal had won the Conti Cup. I think she was she was eighteen at the time, right. and the it was when they were you know the TV was getting bigger, and uh, they presented the trophy towards the press and the TV cameras, and all the fans were behind, so the fans never got to really see that. And then there was all all the you know the media and that, and the, the team went in, and and the fans were just like, oh, we watched all that that from behind, oh, and it right. was it was 18 year old Leah Williamson picked the trophy up and brought it over to the fans. Like even, even at that young age, you knew what it meant to people. And then uh, a couple of the other players came over, but you know, to think that when we, when we looked at that and it was like, this is one of our youngest players who's thought to do this, Mm. you know, and it was appreciated straight away. So You know, she's she's always had that about her. I think she has a big respect for, you know, all those that have gone before as well. Yeah. Which is she sees the history and she she knows, can always tell with her, she knows exactly what it means. Not saying that others don't, you know, because I'm sure they do, but it's it's something that you always pick up from her. I think that's you know, you know, the leadership can come from that, just that that belief in everyone around and you know, you know, the respect and belief in everyone that's come before. Yeah. It, means, uh, it means a lot to the fans anyway.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, she's lifted one, well, she's lifted two trophies if you want to count the uh, the Arnold Clark Cup. Um Germany. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean a habit now. Yeah, it's, it's a good <laughs> habit to be in, but it's we want that third one now. Next year, yeah. What's your thoughts plan? I mean, I am saying this when we're not even there yet. We've still got to play Austria and Luxembourg. I think we need a point to secure that. Yeah, we
1: could secure that on the third if we uh, if we draw or win against Austria. And we have qualified the last two World Cups at an away game.
0: Oh, there you go. Yeah. So and Cardiff. uh, Okay. Well, working on the assumption that we are going to Australia and New Zealand. What are your thoughts there, both from a uh, an, a lioness's point of view and your own thoughts? Have you uh, are you putting some money aside? <laughs> yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you know it. That'll be the first tournament I haven't been to in in years. I know it's going to be an expensive one, but I don't know. You you, you just got to do it. Like you get hooked. You get hooked once you go to one tournament. You just like you get hooked on like the away games. It's It's good, and I think we have a chance. I I think we're going to be seeded because of our result at the Euros. We get to be seeded, I believe. Um, I may be wrong, but I think that's something I read. So, I don't think like with with the mentality of this team and and the backroom squad that they have and the manager, I don't think there's anyone that you know. I don't think there's anyone they can't beat. Really,
0: I mean, obviously. The, um, the the holders are the Americans, am I right in saying that they are perhaps not the team they once were?
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. And I think, well, this may sound a bit bad, I think VAR may, <laughs> may have uh, contributed to that. Right. Because being that, I mean, they are ranked number one in the world. They have been the best in the world for years and years and years and years. And I think sometimes um that bit of reputation has played in their favour. Right, yep. Um I thought the last World Cup, we were not great against them, but I felt they should have gone out against Spain, if I'm honest. And I felt that again the reputation maybe kept them in it. I thought there were some bad referee decisions. We were like the USA are going out to Spain yeah? mm. here. We didn't. Uh, we weren't good against them, but we have beat them in the She Believes Cup. We have beat them in London, so we're hoping to do that again when they come to see us. And I've seen some chatter online with the the, the fans. They're like, oh, God, England. It's like, "What you're that, you're that certain you're going to win it, that England's the only team you're worried about. It's like there are other teams to worry about. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I, think, I think with the belief that we can win it, like and the mentality that the team have, because also we um, something we had is like the night before the final. I think England tweeted out that we we uh, that they trained with twenty three players. When's the last time you remember a squad having no injuries, nothing the night before a final? They trained with twenty three players. I don't mm. remember the last time that we've had that.
0: We, we were very fortunate that we managed to uh, to go through that tournament injury free i mean i mean we had a obviously serena picked up uh, corona um I did, and, uh, of, yeah. yeah so that was our only sort of major issue I and mean, obviously we had the uh, the, the strongest 11 playing yeah. each game starting which was uh, an unheard of as well
1: yeah yeah but you know i, I was you know, reflecting on it earlier and, you know, you could look to your bench and even if everyone out on that pitch was exhausted and you were to bring on five subs, there was still no weakness there. No. (laughs) Like there was no weakness on that bench. And then like, you know, every player there was any bit as good as, as who was on the pitch, I believe. And, you know, that's got to put some fear into some other teams as well. Because I think other teams, they they had injuries. I think didn't Sweden get? They had a lot of them unwell, weren't they?
0: Yeah. yeah so
1: yeah. you know, with the illness, I think uh, the Netherlands, well, they lost Sari early on to that shoulder injury. Uh, Viv went home with COVID, and when she came back, she wasn't good. Yeah. So there's other teams looking around, and they uh, Germany even lost Pop in the warm-up.
0: That was so that. unfortunate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, for them.
0: <laughs> well, of course, yeah. <laughs> but you've got to take <laughs> these take these chances.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you've got to grab that with both hands. But yeah. you know, there's got to be some credit going to, you know, the way they're training, the nutrition, you know, something about it to not have any tweaks, not have any, you know, not having an outbreak of, of an illness. You know, if you've got one person going home, another person, you know, it's the way they managed it as well. It's, and that, know, it's the tiniest detail.
0: Yeah, and that is that is credit to to Serena and her and the whole lioness's Backroom team, uh, it yeah, is yeah. has really been a team effort over the uh, over the summer, um, and and full credit to every every man and woman that has been part of that because to to bring home that trophy um, was what what we all wanted. It was. <laughs> uh, well, let let's hope that uh, obviously next next year is uh, is a similar success. Now, I mean, we're we're running out of time here but obviously you said that we've got austria away and and luxembourg at home up in stoke are they uh, are they your next lionesses games well
1: i would like to but i couldn't get the time off for austria uh, so i will be going to uh stoke yeah
0: yeah and then wembley for uh for the usa game
1: yes yes definitely definitely wembley again that's
0: that's going to be a, an interesting one i mean i see that stoke is is pretty much sold out now um but it
1: is, yeah i think they announced that yesterday.
0: Which is an, an amazing feat, considering previous or games prior to to the Euros. So it's mm. it's all looking good and rosy um, for the lionesses.
1: Definitely, they deserve it. They worked hard. They deserve every recognition that they get.
0: Absolutely, and and all those that have that have gone before that, that mm. have,
1: all those p- that paved the way. Yeah,
0: ex- exactly. Do you want to just? I mean, are you open to uh, to to mention in the gang and, and everyone involved there in the short time we've got left.
1: Yeah. So like I say, we, we met in 2009 first tournament, 2011. So, so the guys that, uh, traveled together, um, is, uh, Kath, Mark, Jules, Ali, Jess, uh, Crick, uh, I'm trying to think of them all now. (laughs) Um, Matt, uh, I could see these people in my head, and I've just drawn a blank. When I oh, I shouldn't have asked oh, this, people, should I? These people are my friends, <laughs> uh, Steph and Jill. And, and we met people along the way as well. Uh, and Sue, we met Sue out in Switzerland, and it's like, you're one of us now.
0: It's an ever-growing group.
1: Yeah, and Emma, and just, yeah, we just, we get bigger and bigger because, you know, we all have the same thing in common. We're just, you know, a group of friends that follow England home and away
0: love it totally. <laughs> love it rachel thank you very much for your time and just sort of reminiscing about the uh, glorious summer of 2022
1: thank you i've enjoyed it <laughs>
0: Thank you very much to Rachel there for her time. I hope you enjoyed it from a fan's point of view, from someone who was there at Wembley. I'm hoping that she'll join me again in the future when the Lionesses are once again in action. Watch this space. And the party in Trafalgar Square looked great from what I saw on the telly. Every one of those players, every one of the staff, the backroom staff, Serena, of course, deserves that medal. Many, well, they'll deserve damehood as well. Uh, in fact, the Queen sent her congratulations shortly afterwards. They should enjoy everything that comes their way on the back off the back of this. They have so much more of a voice now, to which they've already raised by telling the government that more girls should have the opportunities to play football at school more power to them. And just to round up on the lionesses, I came back from my break up in the Lake District. Uh, I stopped by Jill Scott's box-to-box coffee in Withamshire, in Manchester. Uh, if you've not been, it is a great little place, lovely coffee and cakes. Uh, sadly, Jill wasn't there, but I can highly recommend it if coffee and cake is your thing. Uh, in fact, I picked up a signed photo uh, that was on the counter there that they were giving away, and it's. Uh, I'm currently looking at it now. All the girls on the podium in the centre of Wembley, UEFA Women's Euro 2022 banner in the background, all the uh, the glitter surrounding them, uh, and Jill Scott signed it in the corner. That's here in my uh, studio, as it were, and I'm looking at it in front of me. Thank you as always for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed it. Better late than never, Uh, but as I explained, circumstances were against me. Uh, It is always appreciated, though, and many more episodes are still to come, especially as that international window is coming upon us. Of course, in the past, we would have had an August game. That's since been scrapped, but I will have some previews very soon for September. As I mentioned at the beginning, I'll also have another in our World Cup series, where the most recent was when I looked back on Mexico, 1986, with Paddy Buckley. That's episode 210, if you've not heard it yet. Next up, of course, is Italian 90, a special tournament for many of us, for so many reasons. And for that, I'll be joined... By Mark Raven, Brighton and England fan, who tells us what it was like to be there. I hope you can join me for that one. If you hit the subscribe button, you shouldn't miss it. So until then, take care of yourselves. Cheers.